I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And today we have a very special guest. We have Michael Molina with us, who is JT and I's best friend and super talented SFX makeup artist. So uh, we'll let him introduce himself in just a second. Uh, but I do want to uh, do a few announcements real quick. Uh, first off, merch. Uh, if you haven't bought merch, you should definitely consider doing that. You can find it on Haunted City Podcast. Um, we've got t-shirts, we've got fanny packs, we've got beanies, we've got all the good things. And if you are a para junkie over on Patreon, you have a secret shop coming your way this week. So uh, another reason to become a para junkie besides, you know, getting to listen to exclusive content and all that fun things. Uh, so if you're not a para junkie and you want to become one, you should do so. Uh, and you can find us on Patreon at, under the Savannah Underground. Also, uh, Parajunkies, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, we did do an exclusive episode for just the Parajunkies uh, talking about my abilities to see ghosts and answering all the questions about that, demystifying seeing the spirits and things. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely go check that out. But with that, Michael, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Michael Molina. I was born and raised in Venezuela, Maracaibo to be specific. Um, I do have an accent, so if you can't understand me, um, that sucks. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, I'm a special effects makeup artist. Um, if you want to see my work or my personal life in general, my username is at Deathly Swallows. That's like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, but gay because, you know, <laughs> I'm gay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, Chris and I have wanted to talk about like um, various South American spirits and <laughs> things like that for a while now, but obviously considering it is us, um, <laughs> we're not the most qualified human beings to talk about that. So we're very happy to have you and um, talk about all the spooky stuff y'all got going on down there. So yes, there's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's one that you want to start off with? Um, I was thinking of starting off with La Sayona. Okay. Uh, there's not really uh, a direct um, translation for La Sayona. Uh, usually she's called La Sayona because she wears a white ish dress looking thing um basically her story is she got approached by her uh, i think it was one of her neighbors telling her that her husband was cheating on her um with her mother oh right so um <laughs> she went crazy <laughs> rightfully so and uh she decided to go to her home and she found her uh husband asleep with her baby, their baby on his arms. They were like on the couch. And she decided to, you know, just simply burn the house down with them in it. Oh, um, casual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just your everyday thing. And um, after that, she went to her mother's house and she stabbed her mother in the back. 
multiple times until she died. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, after that, um, when every, she went on the run, and when everyone found out, you know, what happened, they pretty much lynched her. And because of that, she's considered uh, a witch of sorts. Um, so she comes back to those who are uh, unfaithful to their partner, specifically. And she is known for um, either slashing their throats or, it gets better, <laughs> <laughs> ripping their genitals. Oh. Yeah. Wow. She is described to be like this monster like she transforms into a creature and she just devours your whole body specifically. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of yeah. like it though. Like I feel like there's, um, I've heard like various stories that are kind of similar to that where it's like the scorned woman turned into this evil creature, mm-hmm. which is like kind of sad in a way. Um, <laughs> but it it is like a very... Um, it's a story that feels like kind of vengeful and you're kind of rooting for her, even though she's killing people, Right. you know? Uh, but that's so interesting. And so why does, is there a reason why she wears white or is it just like, honestly, I don't remember why they describe it. Like, you know, that she's wearing white specifically. Um, I don't know if that's the outfit she died in. That's what I am thinking happened. Um, but I think it's just to make it a little more eerie. Sure. She is also known as, um, you know, the, the typical story, you're driving in the middle of the night and there is a lady in white in the middle of the road right. and she gets the in your car mm-hmm. and then she yeah. disappears. She is also known as one of those entities yeah. that she stands in the middle of the road and then she appears to be very beautiful. And then if, you know, the man who's driving tries to make a move on her or tries to do something to her, then she transforms into this creature and kills them or she just vanishes and disappears Mm. if you're not doing anything to her. If you're simply, you know, also a woman, um, she tends to be a little uh, more, how do I say this? Uh, forgiven (laughs) with women who um, just so happened to stumble upon her so sure so it's just men she's mostly men she is very bitter Um, I mean rightfully so I don't blame her I will do the exact same thing (laughs) so going and slashing yes yes that's so funny I mean um, it is an interesting story though Uh, is this like something they tell like children or is this yes <laughs> so i in venezuela i grew up um with these stories and i know that basically all, like every latin american country we pretty much have our own version of these stories um and they all vary here and there but they're all pretty much the same story and i just feel like overall um you know, the Latin community, we know versions of these stories. We, we've heard them growing up. And, um, <clears throat> you know, being seven or eight years old, um, it is not a cute thing <laughs> yeah. to, to hear from your parents or grandparents telling you these stories in the middle of the night. I mean, there's even shows about this, like multiple shows. Oh, and, I could totally see someone making oh, a yeah. show out of this. Oh, yeah. And they, they're brutal. And they just show it to you. And that's why I'm messed up. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it kind of falls into 
pretty classic folklore, which is yes. uh, consequence for bad action, or yes. you know, how do you keep people from straying from the path? You know, you say, oh well, there's a big bad wolf in the right. woods. Don't go into the woods, kids. You know, there all of these stories are about you know, if you misbehave, there's an entity to punish you. For it, and the fact right. that it kind of bleeds into like the marital responsibilities, and you know, not living up to it, having a consequence—that's one of those things that you know, societally, you're like, how do we, how do we encapsulate mm-hmm. the right. horror of of the vengeful wife or the you know the things like that? Because um, the woman in white oftentimes comes to that conclusion too because a lot of times you'll hear that it's a wedding dress you know that the the, the spirit you know whatever the woman in white is is wearing a wedding dress because we come up with these very symbolic versions of women you know and so the white dressed woman is oftentimes this like we, we we recognize almost immediately that this is you know picture perfect woman wearing her white dress you know, in the dead of night, you come across this figure, and uh, yeah, in, in throughout the world, the 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 lady in white, the strange and peculiar spirit that shows up in white dress, um, signifies the once pure, now contaminated. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, uh, telling you that it's it's a trap. You know, that, yeah. you know right. that you're 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 stumbling into you're a scenario. Tested. You're being tested. Yeah. And your behavior oftentimes uh, is the test. You know, how you behave around this spirit yes. is whether you get, you know, gobbled or you know, <laughs> set free. Um, and that's a truth in 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 many lady in white stories mm-hmm. is if you misbehave, if you do something untoward, there is doom. <laughs> lurking for you. And I mean, it, it also reminds me of uh, mermaids, you know, sirenas. When oh, I sure. Think, when I think of uh, La Sayona, it's, it reminds me of Las Sirenas, mm-hmm. you know, and how mermaids were supposed to be this beautiful creature. It's like yes. testing men in the right. sea to see if they were unfaithful or not. And then they Drawing will transform. Them to the rocks, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, will transform into these beasts. Mm-hmm. And moral of the story is don't cheat on your wives. Yeah. Just, just don't. Just don't or cheat husbands, on anyone. Or yeah. your husbands, yeah. or don't cheat. Or any, just don't cheat. Don't, don't be a, don't, don't be a, a, yeah. Don't be one of those. <laughs> don't be one of those. Or, or you'll get your genitals ripped off. Exactly, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> and you very rarely hear the other side of that story. You very rarely hear about the vengeful male ghost who was cheated on in life and murdered his wife. And you, that story doesn't seem to hold the same reckoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might be because men kind of suck. And so, you know, like there, the, the, the ideology behind it doesn't make sense because the patriarch is never in, in the victim, right. you know, exactly. standpoint. So, right. so a victimizing man doesn't need to be a ghost because he's had the right all his life to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and so that's what scares the man is what a woman with power? No, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll run away. Oh, wow. That's know? actually really good. No, it's true. Yeah, well, and I can totally true. see people using that to like kind of start from the beginning of, you know, keeping your kids in line of Absolutely. like, you know, when you get older, when you get married, don't cheat because like you don't want to have some monster come after you. And that sticks with you because that trauma is like, oh, God, like maybe my mom was right. Maybe I would get like. Well, I mean, that's what the boogeyman is entirely is right. if you misbehave, if you don't eat your vegetables, if exactly. you don't, you know, if you don't show up, the boogeyman will get you. Yeah. And it's like, 
oh, great. Thank you for creating a monster for me. <laughs> and now I'll spend the rest of my life worried that I didn't eat enough vegetables. And when I go right. to sleep, the boogeyman's going to eat my feet. Exactly. Or Santa Claus. Or Santa Claus. <laughs> or, and, and isn't Santa Claus just a variation on the boogeyman? A little bit, yeah. yeah. see everything you do. Mm-hmm. He's watching you. He Don't is. do a single bad thing. Yeah. And... Uh, he may not show up and, and murder you, or but he or, will keep your toys. Yes. <laughs> or he might. Well, it's he's true. got Krampus. He's, yeah, Krampus. He does have a demon at the yeah. end of a rope. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Krampus is so, I love Krampus. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's so scary to tell children that if you misbehave, like this monster demon thing is going to come into your house at night. Like, when I was six years old, we lived in Germany, and... They, they had this thing, this, you know, it was Christmas and uh, Christmas time. And they're like, oh, St. Nicholas is coming. St. Nicholas is coming. To which we were like, who's that? And it was, like, it was Santa Claus. I was like, oh, St. Nicholas. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. We all gathered in the lobby of this apartment building we were in. We're waiting. And it's like a couple of weeks before Christmas. And in comes a snarling beast monster, you know, <laughs> full get up, fur, horns, the whole thing running into it, into the lobby. And all the parents are pushing the kids towards it, you know, they're laughing. <laughs> but there's a demon in the lobby. And, he, and then St. Nicholas shows up and he's dressed like the Pope. You know, he's got a big pointy hat and everything. <laughs> and he's like holding the monster back. And our brains were melting. We're like, this is not Santa Claus. (laughs) This is not the way it goes. And it was like, no, it's Krampus night. Ah, it's Krampus night. It's like, who are you people? (laughs) Why are you doing this to us? Don't they have a whole Krampus festival? They do. Absolutely. Which I, I would love to go and I would love to see your take on a Krampus look. Oh, I actually consider that. You should do that. Yeah. It looks amazing. I've seen the videos of um, like the the whole festival. The festival, yes. they do. Yeah. They go all out. You know, they're not. It's they're beautiful. not. This is not Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. This is cinema grade. Yeah. You know, like, and, and prosthetics and exactly. tongues that and they, waggle and. They have massive, um, you know, like animatronics. Yeah. Like, of Krampus eating children. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, no. I, <laughs> and I'm like, if I were three and I see that, I will be traumatized for life. Absolutely. Um, Which explains a lot of that, you know, right. German-Austrian yeah, you know, trauma yeah. base. That's why they're all so tough. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. and all of their stories uh, growing up in, in that region, they, all the children's stories are like, and then the child died. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, and the Little Mermaid died. I was like, just excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Cinderella, Little. They're oh, yeah. all like yeah. German. It's, it's very dark. And oh, the Grimm's so fairy tales. They're ridiculous. Yeah. So good though. Yeah, and I Hans Christian them. Anderson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Little Mermaid. Just so sad. Is, it, it's Little <laughs> oh, Mermaid. Oh, so well, the steadfast tin soldier. Oh, that could yes. have been a happy story, but no. No, <laughs> but it is interesting. Going back to like what we were talking about. Um, yeah, she sounds like she could have been like a bit of a siren of sorts. Mm. She yeah. she vaguely, very loosely, for you folklorists out there that I know, I, I always am weary of them because they'll roast me if I get these things wrong. Sure. But <laughs> the, um, the she's very loosely in that siren base of yeah. like the luring of men. Like even though she doesn't sing and she doesn't like scream or anything, as far as I'm aware, does she scream? No, not that I know of. I, if anything, I feel yeah. She she does kind of 
lure you in, right? She's it's, a temptation. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a temptation. It's a sex appeal. It's a sex appeal. Yeah. She's like, look at me, I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like, that. guess what? I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then she grows talons. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and imagine. Yeah. You're like, you're even like, oh, you're so, you're so much hotter now. <laughs> I love you so much. Yes. <laughs> Given the modern horror culture. Yeah. That's, yes. that's exactly yes. what would happen. Yes. Honestly. And I think that's why people want to make films and TV about her is because because, you know, sex sells in film. So they're like, great, sexy monster lady. Cool. <laughs> um, so on a less sexy uh, monster, uh, can, do you want to talk about Elsie Bon? El Silbon. Yeah. El Silbon, yes. Yeah. So El Silbon was actually one of <laughs> the, the stories that stuck with me the most. Um, because basically, um, so El Silbon, he killed his father out of... Uh, a drunken rage. Um, his father was drunk, and he got home, and he wasn't fully drunk, but he was he was there. They got into an argument regarding their mother, and um, he ended up uh, stabbing his father, cutting his throat, and all of that. And then he put uh, his father's bones into a bag, un saco, and he was he committed suicide after that. Now. He is known to warn you by doing um, un, sil, un silbido, which is a whistle. So he's, it's, El Silbón is basically the whistler. And uh, you are supposed to hear the whistle, and it kind of goes like, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si? Like the, mm -hmm. you know. The scales. The scales, yeah. yes. And uh, after that, you hear his chanclas. Right, like <laughs> you just hear his rusty chanclas, which if you don't know what that is, those are like like flip flops, and uh, then you start hearing the rattling of the bones inside the sack. Right, he is known to wear like this massive hat. It's like a massive black hat, and he's pretty much dressed in campesino clothes, which is basically someone from a farm, and. Uh, he usually comes up to drunk people mm. and kills drunks more than anything else out of, you know, vengeance from his father being a drunk. And again, it does lead into the unfaithfulness. So he usually goes for the unfaithful. Um, overall, it doesn't specify men or women, mm. uh, which is weird because, you know, for the La Sayona, it does specify that it has to be an unfaithful man, but El Silbon is just like, oh, if you're unfaithful, he might appear to you. Mm. Now, there is something, uh, a lot of people keep dogs in their house because when the dogs hear the whistle, um, basically, the, you know, they start barking, they, they uh, have this presence, you know, they can smell it. And uh, the, the, El Silbon, he doesn't like dogs. He's afraid of dogs. So he runs away. So a lot of people keep dogs in their house because of El Silbon, or, or they did, you know, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Not to mention uh, he's got a big bag of bones. Yeah, you know, right, like exactly. dog's like, oh, <laughs> treats. <laughs> Treatos, yes. <laughs> so he, once he kills someone, so let's just say he enters your home, you're drunk and he kills you. Um, he puts, he cuts your body up and then he puts you inside his bag. And then to celebrate, he starts whistling. Oh, that's and creepy. he just goes away into the mist, into the darkness. So, 
Wow. Yeah, that's El Silbon. <laughs> I would love to see his reaction to Argyle. Because um, <laughs> um, for those of you who are maybe just now like starting to listen to us, Argyle is our silky terrier. And she is feisty, and she would definitely very feisty. She would definitely bark at this um, spirit, but I would love to see this like evil spirit that's going to chop you up. You know, getting chased away by a silky terrier. That's where my brain goes when I'm picturing these things. So <laughs> and again, it's a spirit that punishes you know wickedness, uh, you know uh, drunkenness, uh, public drunkenness over uh, mm-hmm. you know drinking a lot. Uh, it comes with a warning. You know, it it's like the, the Surgeon General's warning: you may be murdered by a vengeful spirit. If you drink too much of this. Yes. Um, and it falls into line, too, because I think that throughout history, there have been these huge attempts to curb drinkers. You know, yeah. uh, there was, in the medieval times, there were plenty of, like, the, they'd have the metal that they would hang around your neck. It was this big, heavy chain and a weight that was, like, 75 pounds that if you were publicly drunk, you had to wear for, like, until they take it off of you. And, and then everybody knows, oh, that guy's drunk. You know, that guy was drunk at one point because you sober up pretty quickly walking around a few days with 75 yeah. pounds around your throat. So, you know, the fact that we, it, it gets worked into all these little variables of conditioning that a spirit can, in fact, judge you. Uh, because that's probably the, the, the worst of it is being judged by some unknown entity and telling you, oh, your behavior is worthy of death. Your behavior right. is worthy of being murdered. Um, so yeah, it's 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 always interesting when you hear ghost stories that seem to be consequential. You know, if you, if you cheat, if you if you're if you're caught drunk, if you if you misbehave, there's a spirit waiting for you. A spirit waiting to correct your behavior. Exactly. And I mean, it's not uncommon for spirits to be. Um, you know, aggressive to drunk people. Uh, because even in Savannah, we've got spirits that are like, oh, sure. that were very staunchly prohibition, you know, and like, they're like, oh, if you're caught drinking in my house or, you know, like at the pink house, there's always right. been that one spirit who is like super uh, against alcohol and she like comes up to drunk ladies in the bathroom and stuff. She doesn't cut them up, but you know, like. <laughs> you you know, know, it's funny because that, that spirit gets, gets a twofold if you ever get to the pink house in Savannah because some people think that it's a man who just gets fresh with ladies in yeah, the bathroom. That's you know? true. So, you know, it, 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 it comes and goes how the stories pan out. But absolutely, the fact that... And it also raises the question of whether impaired mental function actually is a way to see or experience the supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are taking away the veil of precautions that we have naturally built into us through inebriation, you might see spirits. And, you know, in some cultures, they utilize chemicals to achieve that uh, piercing of the veil. You know, if you're really high, you might see something (laughs) that, you know, you would later regard as a hallucination, but it could, in fact, be some spirit communication because you are getting rid of that, that... pesky gate of consciousness that we have and so it's possible that being very very drunk leads to spirits being able to mess with you a little more freely Mm -hmm. (laughs) being able to you know get into a position because you have shed the natural protections of a lifetime of being told it's not real you know we get to close the door through people enforcing the fact that well no ghosts aren't real that's not real these things aren't real so our reality is very dependent upon our agreement. We agree that this is real. 
But when you're drunk, when you're when you're wasted, reality's a little fickle. You know, yeah, <laughs> the, right. the doors can get a little ajar, and maybe that's one of those things where they're like, you know, the reason why drunken people are experiencing this spirit is because that spirit knows that a drunken person might have a better op- better chance of seeing them or experiencing them. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point because I started, when you were saying that, I kind of started thinking of like, you know, actually a lot of my guests that I've had on tours and stuff, when they're really drunk, they have these crazy um, experiences. Like the photo that I got in the Andrew Lowe house of the little girl that's like, looks like she's rotting. Um, have you seen that photo? No. Oh, well, I'll show it to you I'm afterwards. So uh, but it's like um, the woman who was, I was taking the photo of, she was so, so drunk. It, it was her divorce party. So... Yeah, so she was she was going through it, um, but good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. She it's, deserves that, right? Yeah. And so she, um, so th- I find it interesting that she was the only one to really have that like kind of experience. And then I had a guest a couple nights ago, and I showed you that photo of the spirit that she caught in the uh, in Colonial Park Cemetery, oh, yeah. where it's like this. It looks like a skeleton. I kid you not, but it's fully shadowy, and uh, it looks like it's holding a musket. Just standing in the cemetery. And she caught that in August while she was on her bachelorette party, uh-huh. very drunk. And so I was like, huh, maybe there is some uh, something to this. I mean, it's an interesting concept at the very least that our brains function at a certain level sober that allows for the denial and dismissal of anything paranormal. Right. And that the moment that we start to alter that brain state, we might also alter our perception and our ability to see. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it is creepy nonetheless. And it's, you know, you, you hear so many drunk people that are like, uh, that get dismissed when they see something, you know, weird. Because well, they're we like, kids, oh, you're drunk. All, you know? Every cartoon you ever saw, if a cartoon character got drunk, they had massive hallucinations. You know, giant elephants, heffalumps and, and weasels. You know, weasels. Yeah. You know, if you were drunk, you would have these monstrous visions. And it's like, what was happening with the alcohol industry when these cartoons were made that, you know, because, right. you know, now it's like uh, you might get a little woozy and headachey and, you know, I mean, the worst is you'll, you'll call it X's and, and eat bad food. It's true. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they were putting cocaine and Coca-Cola. Well, that's so true. It's that's like, fair. That's you know, fair. that is very true. That's so. fair. The good old days. <laughs> the good old days. But um, yeah, it sounds like your culture in particular, it seems like they're trying to teach kids from a young age with all of these stories like the the basics of like what you should and should not do like don't yes. get so drunk that you're acting a fool or you'll get cut up yeah. <laughs> <Or it's> <laughs> <laughs> you'll be put in a bag <laughs> <laughs> you'll be put in a bag forever or uh don't cheat or you'll be cut up yeah. <laughs> that seems yeah, it's, it's kind of scary that that is your 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 go-to uh deterrent yeah it's like right. well nothing's else going to get to you you're going to get ripped apart yes ripped oh apart. that's yeah. not good yeah <laughs> Maybe Meanwhile, I should do this. I was like, this. ooh, makeup. How do I do that? Yes. <laughs> How do I recreate that with makeup? Can I see yeah. that happen real quick? Like, Let's go get, dr- go get really look. drunk. <laughs> yeah. Is this a bag of parts? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> That's why I never wanted a dog. Yeah. I'm just like, I wanted Silvone to come in. <laughs> <laughs> that so that sense. I see it. And then have a few questions. Yes. And take some notes. Like, yes. Do you want a drink, sir? <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense why you're such a guinea pig person <laughs> now. So... 
Yeah, because, yeah. Um, Michael has a guinea pig named Emo. He's the fattest, cutest thing ever. <laughs> so, And I could really um, not see Emo scaring off a, a creature like that. So, you know. Maybe. So maybe, maybe that's why you're like, you're like, mm, no, no dogs. but Probably. It's yeah. just there subconsciously. Yeah. You know, me no animals to... that will scare away the scary. Right. Yes. Uh, d- the demons come in. Just, just yeah. come. <laughs> Have a seat. So was it like, was it like your parents who told you these stories? Yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did. And um, I will tell my friends because I wanted to scare them because, you know, I'm, it, it's me. Yeah. Um, so I will just tell them the story. And then they will actually share similar stories or like El Silbon, but with a twist, where mm-hmm. instead of uh, him just coming for drunken people, he will actually come for children. So it's like, it varies, right? That's why I mentioned it, it depends where you're from. And even then, there is a bunch of different stories with the same characters, but they're all evil, and they're all going to come cut you up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I mean, that's that's pretty traditional in folklore because it's right. meant to be, like, storytelling, you know? Yes. Uh, we've definitely felt that firsthand with the, the TikTok, um, you know, because TikTok is always trying to come at us. Um, <laughs> you know, like, we'll tell stories and stuff of things that we've heard, and people will be like, well, that's not how I heard it. It went this, this, and this. And it's like, but that's the tradition of storytelling. Right. Right. Um, you know, because it's something that's meant to be shared, like, by word of mouth and, like, you know, something you tell your kids at bedtime to make sure they don't get out of bed. And, like, Well, yeah, it's you like, know. you know, um, the stories of sirens and banshee, uh, sirens and mermaids maids and things like that when you live landlocked and you're not near the water those creatures start taking on different forms because as it's told word of mouth you're sitting on top of a mountain going yeah those ocean creatures are real scary (laughs) (laughs) they're like Like, much more worried about the uh, creatures in those woods over there well and it's funny because the whistler the whistling whistling plays a big part in a lot of ghostly tales um i followed a guy on youtube for a while who Apparently his whole life he would hear this whistling and it would just make him so nervous and so afraid. And he actually caught video of the whistling. And it was like this two-tone whistle. It was like whistle that went wee-woo. And it was off in the distance. And he's on his camera going, oh, my God, that's it. That's the sound. Listen, listen, listen. And he's looking around trying to figure it out. And he's like on a lake. And there's no one around him. And I was like, that's so cool. But I've heard it many times. Like to hear a whistle, even um, in in general folklore, like you're not supposed to whistle in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. You know, whistling around the dead is a is 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 a clear indicator that you're going to get haunted, that you're going to get you know something's going to come right. after you. So you know the the idea that the the whistle can be something that's really innocuous but can be terrifying if you're like if you're like lying asleep and you hear this whistle just come out of the darkness. Yeah, no. That's it's horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a horrifying just, notion. That's why, um, you know, like in horror movies, they love doing that, like a uh, hostel, like where they <sighs> they have the whistling. I'm like, that's so terrifying. And all he is is whistling, you know. Well, it's because it's a, just, a juxtaposition yeah. to the dread. Yes. Right. You know, because dread, 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 and then this... I would whistle, but I can't. <laughs> I, I can't whistle either. Maybe yeah, that's man. a good thing. Yeah. It's maybe we are meant to not be haunted. Yeah, there you we go. We, we protect ourselves by not knowing how to whistle. <laughs> I, I always blamed it on Asian lips. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> because my mom can't whistle. Yeah. And so I, my mom told me, you know, it's because Koreans don't whistle. Is what she said, but I think it was just she was angry that she couldn't whistle. Yeah, so she's just like so she was just she was like, projecting. Yeah, yes. she's just projecting. 
It's a Korean trait that you can't whistle. I was like, really? Really? Yeah, I don't that think doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound no. right. That doesn't sound true at all. Not I'm at sure all. there are Korean whistlers. However, truth be told, I've never seen a Korean person whistle. So if, if you're out there and you're Korean, please whistle for me. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and send us a video of you whistling. Um, but now it's like, I've, I've watched a lot of Korean movies, and have I ever seen a Korean whistler? I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> But there well, you go. send one. Prove, yeah. him, prove him wrong. <laughs> prove, my, prove my mom wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The um, it is creepy that like that was like his main like trait though because yes. yeah. like it's um, absolutely a weird signature and scary. It yeah. is, you know, and he also sounds like he kind of fits with like a really demented version of the Hat Man. The Hat Man, right? Yeah, big hat. Like, are you um familiar with the Hat Man? So actually. Not too long ago, I want to say probably around two months ago, not even, I was on Twitter, and there was this whole thread about the hat man. And it was how in multiple cultures around the world, when you're sleeping and you see a shadowy figure, usually is a tall man wearing a hat. And the thing is, I've experienced that because I have uh, sleep paralysis. Mm. So, and I've seen that shadowy thing. And... It creeped me out. I'm like, who? Number one, who remembered? Yeah. <laughs> because usually, when I when I came out when I come out of that, I don't really remember much. And the fact that it's a it's an universal thing. It is. And, Absolutely. And it was horrifying to me. I was like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> and no. I went to my bed. <laughs> I turned my light on. And there's so, a lot of spirits that that come with the wide brim hat. Yeah. You know, the wide brim hat casts shadow of the face because even Spring Hill Jack was a wore a wide-brimmed hat. And it's like that there's something about the notion that a hat can can disguise the face, that can hide yeah. the person. And, and of course, the hat man, we did a whole episode. Or, or mm-hmm. we, we, we did a deep dive on the hat man a while ago. But yeah, it's a, it is a common... And, and in cultures that don't necessarily communicate with each other, right. mm-hmm. people are having these experiences. Yeah. So do you see the hat man every time you have sleep paralysis? No. Okay. Not every time... Um, Usually, I just see a lot of shadowy figures. Right. Yeah. A lot of noises, more than anything. It's like a lot of voices. Oh. A lot. That's <laughs> so horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is horrifying because uh, it's like my eyes are open. I hear all these voices mm-hmm. and then all these shadowy figures. But sometimes I do see the hat man. And the fact that I was able to see that in quote unquote real life in a picture that someone obviously created, I'm like, who was able yeah. to remember that? That is so specific and creepy. Yeah, yeah it is super you know? specific and creepy. Yeah. yeah, it's well. What's weird is like because I've seen the Hot Man as well. I saw it when I was a kid, but I don't have sleep paralysis, so I thought it was interesting that you see it, especially during sleep paralysis, yes. which. You know, sleep paralysis has, like, always been kind of associated with demonic kind of stuff because mm-hmm. uh, people associate uh, it with seeing, you know, a creature in mm-hmm. their room, usually, mm-hmm. um, along with sometimes it's shadowy figures and things like that. But that's the, uh, like, in the Gullah culture, like, in this region, it's called the hag. But she's, like, supposed to be a person that you know, like, somebody from your community that, like, is a shapeshifter. Essentially, okay. So yeah. maybe you like have some gullah blood in you or something, or like <laughs> you me. never know. Well, and and again, we're dealing with altered perception. Uh, uh, right. Conceptually, when you are in sleep paralysis, you are actually uh, still in a dream state, but you're awake. 
and the concept of uh, deep meditation giving you access to the spiritual plane, you are basically in a place where what you see is our world and the world that is accessible through dreams. Dreams supposedly are a, a, a door to, to witnessing paranormal or to experiencing paranormal. And if you're awake while that's happening, you're, you're, you're basically getting a, a dosage of right. what is around us all the time that we just can't see. You know, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the many, many, you know, layers of light that we cannot perceive with our eyes. When you're, when you're in sleep paralysis, you're actually still in a dream state but awake, which is kind of a nightmare state to and be it's in. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. Can I ask you? Yes. Do you still experience it, sleep paralysis? Oh, I've never had sleep paralysis. So okay. it's um, so when I had when I saw the Hat Man, it was just simply I saw him standing in my doorway, Got and it. so um, now like I definitely was frozen in fear, but I was able to like move my limbs and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, it's what I've noticed though is that a lot of people who are Hispanic and African American tend to have sleep paralysis, which I find super interesting. Right. I haven't met a lot of white people or Asian people who have had it. Have you? I have. Okay. Um, but and and it's that that's an intriguing thing because um, I've known three three women, all white, who who had sleep paralysis uh, regularly. And, and there was a period of time when I was like, I wonder if it is more prevalent in females. Mm. But then I started meeting minority males who had it. And it was very, it was, it was fascinating because I was like, now I'm dealing with the concept of, you know, is it, because I, I don't think I've ever personally known of a white male who had it, but I did watch The Nightmare, mm -hmm. which is a documentary. It's a great documentary if you can find it, The Nightmare, and it is about sleep paralysis. So if, uh, if you watch that, uh, you'll see you know, a wide spectrum of people <laughs> who experience it. Uh, but it's, it is a fascinating thing. It's it, it, the idea that there might be some stressor that is specific to you know, a, a group or a targeted group or a minority or something to that effect because it's very possible that society compresses a person mm -hmm. <laughs> to the point of paralysis, you know? Yeah, well, in the, the real, like, theory that I was kind of, like, thinking about is it kind of stems from the gullahs because... Um, you know, you can have a hag gen from, that can be passed down generationally, yep. and then you can also be given a hag. But, like, I wonder if it was more of, like, a cultural thing. Sure. Like, but it know. also might have just been the definition for that culture of sure. a phenomenon right. that was that happening. Would, that also makes you sense. Know, so, yeah. like, they were witnessing something, and they were able to contain it and, 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 and create a lore around it because that's really what folklore is when it comes down to it. It's an explanation for something that they can't completely explain. You know, when something strange happens and someone reports something strange, they begin to look, but it's not like, you know, everyone has access to scientific equipment or, you sure. know, and certainly if you go far back enough, it's going to be, well, this is what makes sense. You're being haunted. You're being attacked by a demon. There's a monster coming after you, yeah. and it's one of you. And you know, it's, <laughs> then it's just a big game of werewolf, you know, where you go from door to door, like you're the werewolf. And it's like no, no. I'm not. okay, no, you're I'm the, the werewolf. Yeah, I'm yes. the drunken fool, right? <laughs> but I'm the doctor. <laughs> you're a werewolf. Sleep paralysis is so interesting, it though. Is. Like in the scheme of things, like it is not and probably worth an episode sure. too that yes. we should think about is yeah. getting people who have experience. We know. At least a handful of people who oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. A, I mean, I still experience it, and I've experienced mm -hmm. it since I was a child. So I have 
a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> On that say, if you guys want me back. Yes. Díganle que me quieren de vuelta. Okay. Perfecto. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... But yeah, well, I would love to do an episode on sleep paralysis and like, you know, kind of discussing like what happens during it. Because I've also heard a lot of different people say different things that help them when they have sleep paralysis. Yes. Like um, Kiwan, uh, JT's brother, uh, when he has sleep paralysis, like the only thing that helps him is grabbing his Bible that mm -hmm. he lays on his nightstand. And he yells out Jesus Christ and then everything stops. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I've actually heard that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> patently over and over again that calling out to god is 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 a way out of sleep paralysis and i'm like that's fascinating and it doesn't it doesn't upset the scientific explanation at all because it is about making conscious choices that are effectively rebooting a lot of brain functions you know calling upon your faith is an action it's it's active so you know calling out to god is uh and I've even heard that it, you have to call it out three times. Call out to God three times and it'll break the spell. But it's the kind of thing that you're like, oh, that's interesting. It's, a, it's an override that we have built in based on our faith. Right. You know, based on the fact that we believe it will help. Therefore, it does. You know, and it's like, which came first? The, 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 the deity or the belief in the deity? You know? <laughs> yes. how, do, how, do we, how do we function on that? But it, I, I have heard that, you know, numerous oh, yeah. times. That by calling out to God, you can you can undo the pressure, and and, and which leads people more down that demonic path that it's somehow mm, demonically right. or associated. Yeah, associated. Yeah. I mean, for me to get out of it, um, I because I tend to know when it's happening. Sure. I tend to know that I am in this. It. Have you seen in, uh, Insidious? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. That movie creeped me out so much because it. The person who wrote that, he must have felt it. You know, James Wan, I'm pretty sure, is the one sure. who wrote it. Mm -hmm. Right. And he must have felt that because he portrayed it so well. It's like this... The shadow in the this corner. This shadow yeah. world and everything is gray and everything looks so bizarre and creepy. Um, what I tend to do, and I've been doing this since I was very young, I usually either uh, leave the TV on. Oh, sure. Mm. Um, so there is like a, uh, a hint of color whenever that happens, and there's noise. Noise is what wakes me up. Mm. So usually, I, since I can't move and I can't really talk or do anything, I tend to do this clicking noise. It's like, and that's smart. It, yeah, and it's, yeah. I'm kind of in between this realm, right? And it's like, okay, it's time for me to get out. It's time for me to get out. And then when that doesn't work, I started doing... Big <laughs> <laughs> <Pig> noises. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> immediately awake. Yeah. And it somehow helps me get out of it. It's yeah. like I'm being like pulled from one reality to the other. Oh. And it is so weird, but it, it, it works for me. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You know? So That's interesting because uh, one time my sister had a horrible nightmare. And she was screaming in such a weird pattern because she was screaming like, ah, 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 so loud. And, you know, I ran to her uh, and, you know, I'm waking her up. And when, when she wakes up, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you were screaming, but, but it was the weirdest scream I'd ever heard. And she was like, I was screaming. And she's like, I remember hearing my alarm clock. And she was in a nightmare and she herself was making the sound of an alarm clock trying to wake her up. 
Oh, but she didn't cool. know that that she, that's what she was doing. She didn't realize that the sound she was hearing in her dream was her screaming, trying to get her to wake up. And I was like, that's, that's next level. But that's also when you call out to Jesus Christ, when you yeah. call out to right. God, you're actually creating that auditory connection to the real world, you know, place. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's interesting. Yeah, that works really well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have sleep paralysis, make pig grunts. Pig and, grunts. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do it. Nabisco's pig grunts. <laughs> or or you can do a platypus noise. Like ah, Perry. You can go. There it is. And you will wake up. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll just be so comfy. <laughs> yeah. It's so comfy with all the shadow people and, and the, the hat man. Noise. And the hat man. Yeah. Hat man's Perry crazy. the hat man. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one story that all of our viewers have been asking to hear is La Llorona. Um, so yes. we've been saving this for last so that you guys kind of get the grand finale of stories from Michael. Um, would you like to go ahead and tell that yes, story? Yes, of course. La Llorona. Uh, I'm sure everyone has heard of La Llorona. Uh, and usually people think La Llorona is a Mexican story. It is not. It is from Venezuela. Look it up. Google it. It says, origin, Venezuela. So thank you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> Just to clarify. Um, so basically, La Llorona, um, she was this lady who had a husband and two kids. Um, the husband wanted to leave her because of her two children. And she didn't want him to leave her. So instead of you know going to therapy or begging him or doing something you know to keep him in his life she drowned her kids in the bathtub mm-hmm. uh normal you know she yes. just drowned them um but then when the husband comes back from work and she and he realizes what she's done obviously he goes crazy he's like what are you doing he attacks her and she ends up killing him and then she kills herself mm-hmm. now uh, obviously, we all know the story of the lady in the woods, and she's crying out, mis hijos, mis hijos, uh, that means, you know, my children, and she is carrying their dead bodies as she's approaching people. Now, this is one of those few uh, ghosts, right, that there really isn't, like, it's not like a consequences kind of right, ghost, like, right. she's yeah. just out there to kill. Like, it is known that if you hear her cries, that means she's close, and you're not going to get away from her. Like, she is going to get you. And usually, she attacks people with children or pregnant women because she wants... She wants the baby. baby. Mm. Yeah. And it is known that with pregnant women, she opens them up and takes out the baby and takes the baby with her into the woods or the lake because she did commit suicide, um, she um, drowned herself as well. Um, so it's this whole thing, and it is so creepy. My <laughs> my uncle, <laughs> he would uh, in the middle of the night he would randomly cry cry out mis hijos, and That's I was so like, <laughs> I was like seven or eight, and I'll just hear I oh my god I I'll never forget this. Um, we had actually uh, seen a show of La Llorona. Um, I was around eight years old, and I was in the shower after the show. And I just hear me see hoes, like, in the background as I'm showering. And I 
I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. Like, what is this? And then I hear it again. I ran naked from the bathroom <laughs> oh, all the way to the living room <laughs> where everyone was sitting. <laughs> and I was sobbing. <laughs> and then I found out that, um, so my uncle was hiding in the room next door to the bathroom, making noises like Miss Ejo's into the wall. So, <laughs> so, that, so that I will get creeped out. Horrible. That's so mean. So mean. But that's why I'm messed but up. But a, <laughs> a lifetime of interest in the paranormal was born right there. Yes. You know? Yeah. La Llorona is so like famous even like here in the states like people just like love that story and they've made films about it and things like that honestly it sounds like the way you tell it it sounds very much like um medea like, very much but like yeah. an extra even sadder ending which i didn't think was possible <laughs> um but you know, that concept of, like, a mother killing her babies and things like that, which, I mean, you know, does happen with some women. Like, Well, yeah, even before we ever diagnosed postpartum depression, yeah. it absolutely existed. And the concept of being overwhelmed by both the absence of life in your body and the stress of screaming life in front of you, you know, and, and you pile on the fact that it, it, your hormones are already out of control. It, it, it's fascinating because I think that's where these stories came all yeah. the way back to mm -hmm. Medea came from this concept of what kind of woman could kill her own babies. Yeah. She right. has to be a monster. She has to be a monster. And uh, I mean, we've been seen in, in, you know, the last, 20 years uh, it was Susan Smith who, who, mm -hmm. who drowned her, drowned her, she drowned her two children, you know, wonder when she dies, if she's going to be wandering in the countryside, right. <laughs> you know, or there is actually um, a case here in Savannah of a woman who oh, yeah. recently just killed her child and oh put him in the Savannah landfill. Um, yeah. So, Oh, JT's telling me not to talk about that. So, <laughs> okay, we'll cut that out. But anyways, <laughs> Got it. Um, but yeah. There are enough stories. <laughs> exactly. There are plenty of stories, though, of that happening, which, um, but what I find interesting is that she's actively seeking more children. Yes. Which, if, go ahead. Which is like, almost like she wants children back, but yes. it's like, that's so, that's so bizarre. And now that I think about it, though. If we want to link it to the whole, oh, don't do this, or a ghost might come get you, it's like she targeted pregnant women as well. Mm -hmm. ah. And a lot of pregnant women will think La Llorona was coming for them. So that could be a don't get pregnant <laughs> warning kind of sure. thing. Yes. Or La Llorona. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or she Absolutely. will come for you. Yeah. So. Or you will get cut open. Uh, right. <laughs> and the baby back. will get stolen. <laughs> uh, and and too, she's, she's the weeping woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, usually identified as a woman in a white dress. Usually, you know, the long black hair is right. a big part of it. Um, but comes the weeping, um, which puts her in a banshee category yes. because yeah. the, the, yes. the truth is if you hear her crying you're going to die right mm -hmm. uh which which is the same with the banshee when you hear the banshees cry you're going to die that kind of notion of us recognizing that a a female wailing spirit is just bad news you know you're you're you, there's no getting away from it you've been targeted because the act of hearing is perceiving is is that means you're linked right. that means 
something's causing the action, you're, you're reacting. You're in a relationship now. Right. You're in a relationship with this weeping ghost because you hear it. And that is, uh, there's, a, there's a Japanese weeping yeah. ghost who, you know, you'll hear and she, she haunts you for a long time. She slowly gets closer. But you hear it like very faintly and then closer and closer and closer until it's right upon you. And it's like, that's so weird because the sound of a, of, of a person crying being the haunting element, you know, it's, it's, it's the human condition. You know, uh, I, I, I think about it a lot is, is there are sounds, because speech is not n- natural. We, we, we talk uh, with words that we form, you know, out of, out of a bunch of functionals, but there are human sounds. Like if you ever see a person get really badly hurt, they create this sound that is hard to replicate, mm-hmm. you know, but it hits you. Yeah, you get hit by it. You're like, that's, that's the human animal. You know, and uh, when someone cries to the point at which they can't control, that has to be the human animal too. That, that, that's mm-hmm. the natural sound of, of sadness, of remorse. And it hits you. When you hear someone really just from the gut crying, you know and you, you sense it, uh, which, you know, I guess is the reaction to a baby cry, yeah. you know, which is the reaction because we are... We, we are built on top of a very animal base. <laughs> so, yeah, when you hear that, that sound, that, that crying sound, it's like, oh, you are linked. You're linked emotionally to the spirit. Yeah. The, um, there's uh, so many, like, documentaries where they talk about, like, moms who lose their children and stuff. And every time that happens, I've always seen them put in a clip saying, like, those cry that those women let out is something you can you'll never unhear right because it's like only a cry that can happen if you're like burying your child or you lose your child and so um it, it would make sense that like it's not replicable or yeah that sounds like a word um yeah. it's you're not able to replicate it because of the fact that you're not in that position so but I could see why it would be frightening to yeah, hear yeah, it, yeah, you sure. know. Right. Um, late night wailing. <laughs> late night wailing uh, from somebody that you can't pinpoint. And then she comes at you. And then she, but can we talk about how, how nice of them um, to give us a warning? Yeah, give you a heads up. Right. right? Like, hey, we're coming trying. for you. Yes. Um, either run or, or, or don't. But we're coming for you. Right. Yes. And it's a, how, how sweet. I know. It's nice, but it also gives tools to mean relatives who want to just mess with your head. Yeah. Right. You know, you, your uncle's probably out there whistling with a bag of bones oh, you know, at late at night, hoping oh, to God. really scare you. Shaking them you. up. Yeah. And then they wonder what, why I do what I do with makeup. <laughs> They're like, Michael, why are you like this? Right. It's um, like, well... Let's go back in time. (laughs) Do you remember when I was eight? Um, That's, but so many families have that like same kind of story. JT has that same type of story where his dad and his uncle like did the red eyes in the forest um, and scared him so bad that he ran into his like Mimi's arms and she about killed those men. Um, Of course she did. Yeah. I mean, mean, he is Mimi's boy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so, you know, it's funny how those stories stick with kids like right. after a long period of time to the point where you're like I still remember yes. hearing the whistling um, but hopefully you never hear the whistling I mean and you're I not really know. the one that she wants but it's, no. <laughs> it's well that's okay yeah. um, you know and like the whistling uh, with the, the bag of bones that 
I think that one, in my opinion, is the scariest of all of them. It's so creepy. I mean, it's yeah. just it, there's a there's a, a pile of creep right there. You know? Just yes. the visual itself. Right. It's yeah. Just, uh. Yeah. Well, you know, the moral of today's episode is don't cheat. Don't get so drunk in public where you act a fool so that you don't get cut up and put into a bag of bones. And don't get pregnant. So there you go. <laughs> Just don't have three kids. easy rules to a right. happy life. Don't, yes. don't have fun. According to Venezuela. Just stay at home doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> unless you have, unless your uncle's at home. Yes. <laughs> but thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. And honestly, I would love to have you back anytime, obviously. Yes, but I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I, I had a great time. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll, um, next time we'll talk more about sleep paralysis and do Ooh. like a deep dive into yes, it. I and have so many details. Yes. You I love it. You guys are going to love it. Yes. Be great. So if you guys want to see Michael back, uh, definitely let us know. Also, if you have any uh, stories from your culture that you want us to talk about or you would like to share with us a story, uh, definitely let us know because we are always interested in learning about new stories and new monsters and creatures and things like that. So um, if you don't already follow us on TikTok, make sure that you definitely go over there to the Savannah Underground. Also, make sure to follow Follow us on Instagram at the most haunted city on earth. If you're looking to get merch, you can find it on haunted, haunted city podcast. And then of course, Patreon come join us on the para junkie side. You know, uh, we are going to be doing a little secret, uh, live stream for some of the higher tiers today. So if you're someone who wants to do things like that, you should definitely become a para junkie. But with that, y'all, um, Thank you so much for watching, and uh, my name is Madison Timmons. And I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>